Hi, welcome to the Scott Simmons Podcast. Uh, as we're going through this Exercising Our Faith series, we are going to be talking about the discipline of study. And joining me on this topic is John Dahl. He is the Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministries over at Tinkling Springs Presbyterian Church in Fishersville, Virginia. So, uh, John, thanks for uh, joining me and welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Scott. This is a lot of fun. I really appreciate the opportunity to to talk and to be part of this uh, series you're doing. Um, really great work and I'm just excited to be part of it. Uh, thank you. And definitely like having you here too. So uh, just before we dive right into the topic of study, John, can you go ahead and give everybody like who you are, what you do, and some interesting tidbits about yourself? Yeah. So um, I'm, my name is John Dull. I'm the director of youth and young adult ministries at Tinkling Spring Presbyterian Church in Fishersville. And prior to that, um, have been an educator pre-K through 12th grade uh, for several years um, and have worked in a variety of different um, church leadership capacities and educational capacities for young people. Um, even through that young adult age, uh, you know, previous experience, college uh, teaching, um, adjunct college uh, instructor and so forth. So I've had that, that kind of a uh, sort of the cross section of where um, learning and education meets with faith many times mm-hmm. over my life. So, yeah. 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 So you, you talk about being an educator uh, for, you know, pre-K up to 12th grade and, mm-hmm. and being within the church setting. So especially when it comes to the topic of, of study, like how would you describe a study as a spiritual discipline to somebody, whether it was at your church or even to a student who might be interested in like maybe studying the Bible? Right. I think one of the most important things about uh, the idea of study is that it study roots you in, in something that you're really going to focus energy, attention, um, and kind of your imagination all into and with anything that we anything in life that we want to get better at or know more about or understand deep more deeply we we have to spend time some level in studying it Um, we know this is true you know academically speaking in schools and whatnot we spend a lot of time teaching uh, young people how to read because it's an important thing for them to do in their life or or when someone would go off to college and they would study deeply a particular discipline and that's what they would do with their career. It's no different for those of us who are seeking deeper uh, relationship with Christ, deep, deeper relationship with a, uh, in fellowship with our fellow uh, believers and, um, and just a better understanding of what this thing is that we call faith and that we are uh, seeking to, to grow deeper with. Yeah. Good, good. And, you know, and I would agree with that too, because even when you think about, you know, when I hear the word study, a lot of times I think of it as like homework, you know, like if you're studying for a test or if you're doing math, you know, if I want to get an A, you know, I want to study and do the work and do everything to really do well in math, whether if I'm gifted in that topic or if I'm not gifted, I struggle with it. I want to work hard. And I think when it comes to um, the scriptures and, you know, it's not just a necessarily of expanding your knowledge of, what's in the Bible, but it's more deeper than that. It's more of a spiritual connection and a more of a relationship with Christ. So when it comes to studying the Bible, how does one really approach studying it? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of ways to go about that. Um, you know, I've, I've seen everything from like the, 
the read the whole Bible in a year sort of things where you're just trying to cram it all in all the way down to very specific uh, Bible studies about uh, specific, you know, books or letters in the Bible um, or, or, or kind of groups of books or letters in the Bible. Um, a lot of times folks will study um, looking for like a historical context, you know, learning, learning how different pieces of the Bible are fit together over the whole history of um, the ancient world and into, and into Jesus time. Um, and then there's also sort of the poetic way of studying, you know, learning or, or studying for uh, the way that language was used to express faith then versus now and, and understanding more deeply um, what was at the root of the, the, the writers of uh, the, the different books of the Bible uh, in the way that they use language. So there's a lot of different ways you could go about studying, um, but there are, and it sort of depends on, on you, you or on the opportunity you have for study as to which kind of direction you take that with. Um, no wrong way, but certainly um, depending on the person and on the opportunities that are available, lots of different ways that you could study the Bible. Yeah. And I, I mean, I can remember being, especially when growing, when I went back to church, I can remember just grabbing the Bible from like the pew. And I believe it was like a new King James version. And I would like, look through it and sometimes it would just be words and and events and didn't really know like okay what what does all this mean mm-hmm. i can even rem- then from there got like a youth study bible like when i was a preteen to then i got like an actual like niv study bible more for like adults and and even now from all my years of seminary you know now have computer software where i can look at textual criticism uh, historical context, uh, social, economical, you know, all of that stuff. And sometimes I almost feel like when I teach or when I'm part of a Bible study, sometimes it's like, okay, you know, I'm trying to teach people, but then it's like, I want to try to expand you a little bit more, but I don't want to go over your head. So right. from, from the other end, as a leader or someone teaching it, sometimes it can be like, okay, well, where are people accustomed to? How much do they want to know? And how much can I push them? to be able to expand their minds to really understand the text um, in this nature. Yeah, I think that's true. I think as a leader, you have to kind of know your audience and, and know what is uh, where they are, what level they are at with, uh, uh, you know, biblical literacy and understanding. Um, and, and, you know, we always want to encourage them to go deeper and do more, but you don't want to go too far deeper or too much more at one time. And then also like as an individual, if you, if you're interested in studying more about something to know, there are a variety of different resources. For instance, I have um, at my level of understanding, and of course that's grown over time too, but at my level of understanding, I have picked up some books or get been gifted, you know, books, um, Bible studies, um, devotional studies, whatever they might be that I've read and thought, gosh, this is great, but I, I don't, this isn't doing anything for me. I'm already there. I need to pass that on to someone who is newer in the faith or still learning. Um, at the other times I've picked up things that are like, you know, encyclopedic Bible commentaries that I, it's way over my head and I, it doesn't do me much good either because it, you know, you have to really know yourself and then find the resources that are going to lead you just that next step. You don't need to go too far at once, but you don't want something that's so basic that you're not getting anything out of it either. Yeah. And, and, and I think, you know, I think that's a good, that's good advice as far as, you know, find out where you are and, 
Cause I mean, I've, I know there's been times where I've gotten stuff and it's been like stuff where it's just simply just textual criticism. And, and even when you're trying to read it, like everything's like in Greek or Hebrew and it's like English. And then they're trying to explain like the comparison of these things. It's like, like I don't have any background of he at least at that time I didn't have any background on Hebrew or Greek. So I'm like, well, why am I looking at this? Like this I I'm sure it's a very good resource that my professor gave me, but I don't understand any of it. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, but uh but even like kind of like um, you know, I think one of the big things about study is, you know, there's always a lot of great resources to start, whether it's a starting at a book of a Bible or doing something through like a Bible gateway or even the Bible app where they do like certain right. plans um, mm-hmm. where you kind of have a study slash devotional aspect to it. Um, even I think one time I got a book, a gift from somebody and it was like Rick Warren's study methods. So it's like, well, how does he study the Bible? And even recently I saw something like Tony Evans has a study Bible out, which part of me goes, well, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> but I think it's more of just like, <laughs> I'm thinking, wait a minute, why does he have a Bible? Like, I don't think that's, that's right. But, I'm, but once I looked into it, it was more of, you know, it's kind of his interpretation of certain things within the text. So that can kind of help people. Just like, I think when I finished um, counseling at a thing, I got like a conversations Bible and it had like little, like it was a Bible that had like little notes from like Eugene Peterson and it was all mm-hmm. written in like the message style. That was the paraphrase mm-hmm. that it was in. So, you know, there's stuff like that can like can really help people uh, get. So if there's someone who's new and they really want to study the, Bi- study the Bible, where would you kind of direct them to start? Yeah, I think a, a great way if they're, if they're just kind of coming into it from the perspective of, Hey, um, you know, I'm new to the faith or, or maybe I've been in the faith since I was a kid, but I want to go deeper. I want to learn more about this. What is the Bible? How does it work? I'll tell you one of the most um, cool, one of the coolest resources for me when I was kind of at that stage was um, doing some study about the Old Testament um, as a historical document, right? So, um, and it's not to take the faith piece out of it, it's to, it's to explain as a community, the people of Israel were growing and the way the world was shaping around them and that God was with them throughout all this as each kind of major event happens to them uh, and the history of those people changes uh, to be able to understand that in context of history is important. I mean, it would not make any sense to uh, a beginner uh, Bible study to jump right in. I think uh, with the birth of Jesus without any real kind of context of why, why, why is this important? Why does, who cares? There's like a, one more Jewish baby born and why we, why do we celebrate this? But to know the historical context, the necessity for Messiah, the, the, um, and that, the, that, that not only the prophets predicted this, but that there was, you know, lineage, there was a historical lineage, um, you know, uh, the way that the kingdom of, of Israel was divided, and then, um, you know, how they became a kingdom to begin with, how they built themselves up from a little clan, a wanderer a clan through the desert. And so all those things build up, just to give you some context. I think once you get Old Testament history, you can pretty much start anywhere, um, whether it be in the Old Testament or whether it be New Testament beyond, and at least have in your mind be able to put this into some order, some recognizable, like, okay, I get where this story fits and makes sense now. So if I'm reading this letter of Paul, um, or if I'm reading this gospel account, or if I'm reading this prophet 
if I'm reading this, it, it fits and makes sense in some way. I think yeah. that's really helpful. I don't know. I mean, I think that's why we spend a lot of time. Um, I don't know about uh, you and your church particularly. But I know a lot of churches spend a lot of time with the youngest people uh, working through, you know, in Sunday school, working through these Old Testament Bible stories, giving them that, that kind of, uh, you know, from the child's perspective of the importance of these kind of big stories and in the context of the ancient world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even like with my son, we, he has a um, storybook Bible and he wants me to read like every time he wants me to read a story. And what's nice about it is they always have questions, like kind of like a Q&A. I think right. he's been like kind of reading the back of the questions before I ask them. So he can kind of say like, oh, yeah, I know this. Because sometimes he'll say, but then other times he won't know. But we'll read stuff like even and even just like, you know, depending on the storybook Bible, you know, there's some where. You know, they hit like your main stories, like Adam and Eve, Jonah and the whale. And then like the one that we have, it's really thick, but it has like, I mean, we were talking about Abraham and Hagar and Ishmael, which, you know, I think in my, the one that I grew up with, cause I still have like my storybook Bible when I was a kid, like that story wasn't even in there, but right. it's in this one. So it's like, oh, that's interesting. And it's funny when you read it and you kind of read it on how they word certain things. And you're like, oh, I know the context of this, yeah. but for him, he doesn't. I just think it's such an important thing for if you want to really study the Bible to understand that who the, who the, what the Bible is about is about the people of God. Yeah. And there is a history um, by now. God is, you know, uh, the God of all people, all people who know Christ, know God through Christ. That, but in that ancient world, it was really like um, God threading a needle with a tiny little village of people that, that, you know, that took God's message throughout the entire world. So important to realize that, um, you know, what was the, why did we need a Jesus? Why did we need a Christ? Well, there was a whole lot of bad that happened first, that, that there was a whole lot of separation from God that happened. And all these, all these things kind of build up to that. To me, that, that also gives you, uh, it doesn't just give you the historical context to be able to understand anything else about the Bible, but it really does answer some or, or start the questioning of uh, the major faith uh, questions that people have, which get answered through deeper study, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, why, did we, why do we need Jesus? Well, that's a great question. And it's even better if you have, understood the history of the Hebrew people of Israel and why they needed a Messiah and what was the purpose of someone come to save all, you know, anyway, I think it's a great place to start. Yeah. And I think kind of, and we've talked a little bit about the importance of study. And I think kind of one of the big things that we have been talking about, like, you know, make sure you understand certain things in context, you know, make sure, you know, don't start. I mean, if you're reading about the birth of Jesus, like, okay, why is this such a big deal? Well, let's look at the prophets. Let's look, you know, let's look at Genesis one, one and the fall of man and why that is so important. Why, when we get to Paul starts talking about, you know, in Adam and in Christ, when we look at the book of Hebrews. And I think that's, I think the big thing for me is when it comes to studying the Bible, context is always everything. Cause there's been a lot of times where I have heard people who have used scripture mm-hmm. out of context to maybe fit their narrative, or sometimes they want to take something and apply it to 2020 as instead of applying it back to, you know, 2020 BC, (laughs) and they're like already jumping. And so I think in, in that aspect of, you know, when you say put it into context, I think that's why study is such an important discipline, because then it really opens up 
a whole plethora of stuff of how I can understand what's happening in this day, why it was a why it's so important when Jesus came on the scene, why this was so important, and how relevant this speaks to my life right now. Right. Yeah, it's definitely important to understand context um, and just to be able to have a place to to kind of start and grow from. It would make, yeah, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, it's a great example, Paul, who says, who talks about um, Adam and Jesus being like the new Adam. Mm -hmm. what, what's the point of that, right? Unless you understand so much more. Um, and I think study comes from, the, the other thing you could think about is some people study, I think, just objectively, like, well, there's a Bible study coming up. I'm going to jump into that and start it with my friends or, or there's a book I'm going to get. I'm just going to jump into it. But a lot of people go into Bible study with questions. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to study about this because I don't understand this. That's a great way also to begin a study of some, of some kind, particularly after you have the context and that backstory a little bit. Yeah. So and looking for your own answers to a particular question. Yeah, and I think that's very important when it comes to study because, I mean, I've talked to people who, you know, they've came and joined, you know, a Bible study with me, and kind of the way I run it has just been like, we'll read a passage. I go, what observations, what questions, before I start throwing my spiel and my interpretation or some interesting tidbits, it's like, what questions do you have? And I can remember there's a gentleman, he's probably like in his late 70s, and he was just like blown away by the stuff he was learning. He's like, I can guarantee you there's people my age who don't even know half of this stuff. Cause usually when they go to study, it's usually been, well, we don't know. And we're afraid to ask, or someone tells you, well, this is the way it is. And they tell you, this is how you have to interpret this. And it's like, okay, well then, you know, they kind of follow along, but then they read it and they go, well, that doesn't make sense when I read it in context. Mm -hmm. And it's like, so then, but they were afraid to ask questions because they don't want to feel like, oh, well, I'm overstepping boundaries. But, yeah. you know, and I think, you know, I think that what makes a good person who's a teacher and a good person who's a studier, that there is that open communication to ask questions and even things that you don't understand or even things you may disagree with, with interpretation, at least in my, my point of view has been even if we disagree on something, at least we're having a conversation. Now from that conversation, at least we're starting to understand yeah. different viewpoints. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's, um, there's a lot of, there's Bible study that seeks to learn about the Bible more specifically. And then there's Bible study that seeks to learn more about me through my understanding of the Bible, right? So investing in one's self and then that is shaping their, their, uh, their life and their relationships and whatnot. And you said something earlier that I thought was cool because you were talking about the, you know, people using uh, scripture out of context. And uh, one of the things that is sort of a personal pet peeve is if I, uh, not always, not this is not always true, but sometimes I have seen like, uh, for instance, you know, either like uh, yard signs or or bumper stickers. They're like this tiny little bit of scripture. And, you know, of course, that's just a snapshot. It's really out of context, right? Um, the more you study that tiny little, whatever it might be, that tiny little piece of scripture, the more you realize that it says so much more that you could never fit on a road sign or on a yard sign or on a bumper sticker, mm -hmm. but you wouldn't know that until you're studying. And, and I think studying is great because there are an awful lot of people who, who, who know, who have heard scripture used out of context, who know just enough to be dangerous and then begin to doubt faith, begin to doubt their 
relationship with God and whatnot because of that misuse and misinterpretation uh, or the missing information from those little, little sound bites of scripture. The more those people get in and study though, the more they get drawn back into the word. You know, it, it has an effect. It, 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 the Bible has a really uh, great way of pulling you in. The more you want, the more you seek it, the more it pulls you in. Yeah. And, and you bring up a good point about, you know, what we just said about, you know, people using stuff out of context and how dangerous that can be. I can remember, oh, geez, I don't even know how long ago it was now, but I can remember we had to do an exegesis class in seminary. And I remember we got to pick a scripture and we had to go through it. And by the end, we had like this 30 page paper, but each time we had to write like two or two to four pages of each section. And I can remember this one uh, female was in my class. And at the end, after we turned her papers in, it's like, what'd you learn from your scripture? And man, she was furious, like as fire because of the verse she used. I can't remember the verse she used, but she was talking about how, it was taken so much out of context because she had this calling to do some type of pastoral ship. And basically the tradition she was in said, well, no, you can't because it says this here and kind of stifled that. And, you know, I've, and that's just one example of uh, many stories I've heard of how scriptures have been used so out of context that people have questioned their faith or people have even left the faith over certain things. Yeah. Yeah. But again, the, and the deeper they, like in that example there, your friend, the deeper she studied, the more assurance mm-hmm. she got from it, the more, uh, the more it says to you, the more you study it. I mean, it's an amazing, we, we also, you know, take, we can't forget that the Bible is like the number one bestseller in the history of mankind, right? Mm-hmm. It is the most popular book in print and always has been, or, you know, virtually, it, it, it's such a, a culturally significant document. It's such a historically significant document. It's poetically significant. It is. And then you get into the faith piece. I mean, right. So it's, it's just such a, a, a deep, thick well of information and, and study uh, and knowledge to gain from it. Um, you know, there really is something there for everybody going into it, wanting to find something. Exactly. And, you know, it goes back to, um, you know, but Paul writes in uh, Timothy that the word of God is God breathed and it's useful for teaching, correcting, rebuking, training. It, it, I mean, and that's always the thing that I tell everyone else that, you know, when you read the book, you know, it's a book of history. It's a book of poetry. It's it's it has, you know, it, there's a lot of stuff in there. And it's really just a very powerful book um, that can really and I mean, it is it's something that will transform your life. And, you know, I, I'm trying to think of like any other books that I have read over the years that have had so much significance over my life than the Bible. Um, right. You know, there might be some like, you know, like I could think of like, you know, the circle maker, but, you know, I'm not going back and studying the circle maker by Mark Batterson over and over again and finding new stuff. After I've read it about five or 10 times, I pretty much understand the one author's point of view. But yeah. when I'm seeing multiple authors' point of views, and they're all tying into this idea of God rescuing humanity through his son, Jesus Christ, then, then that's always impressive. That's always a game changer for me. Yeah. It's uh, what you talked about um, going back to it again. I have a, uh, my fiance is in a Bible study that um, goes through 
you know, a book or a, a section of the Bible every year. And she's been in this study now, study group now for, I don't know, maybe 10 years or more. And they go through these, this cycle. Well, she's already got this place where she's, she's cycled back and she's studying now, um, you know, this year, for instance, the same chunk of, of material that she studied eight years ago or whatever it is. And I said to her at the beginning of the year, are you sure you're going to stick with this? I mean, you've already done it before. And she said, oh, man, every week I'm learning new stuff about what, we, what I thought I already knew that many years ago. It's like brand new again. There's, every, there's like layers and layers and layers. And you can go back to the same passage over and over and learn more each time. Yeah. And, and I had a professor named Michael Ruschling who used to say, you know, when you, we study the word, most of the time we're just scratching the surface. But when we start able to break through the surface and we continue to dig a little bit deeper, that there's always like new treasures that you can receive. And I think a lot of that comes from more understanding or knowledge as far as background history. But I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, me reading the book of John when I'm 16 years old is a lot different than me reading the book of John when I'm 36 years old. That's right. It's it's different because time has passed of things that I may be experiencing in life have changed. Um, You know, it's different from when I used to read like, I don't know, the book of numbers and like as a teen, it's like, I don't want to read this. You read like the first two chapters, like, nope, I'm done. And then (laughs) one time I read it, I read it in a different translation. I think I read it through the message and I read it, maybe like five years ago. And it was just so interesting how Eugene Peterson like did this, like instead of looking like a chart, like I'm reading like a census, it was just like, Oh, there's this guy. And he had this, this many kids. But then I didn't even know that within the book of numbers, which seems like it's just a sheet, a spreadsheet that there's actually guys like little nuggets of interesting, cool tidbits about certain people, like some legends and stories behind them. And it was like, Oh, I would have never have came across this particular story about this person because I would have been turned off within the last, mm-hmm. the two first two chapters as a team. But now I'm like, man, I should be reading the book of numbers more often. There's some cool stuff in here that you didn't even realize was in there. Exactly. So like, so talking about like the discipline of study, I was mm-hmm. thinking about this, you know, this week preparing and thinking, you know, as a discipline, I mean, study is such a great way to learn. Obviously, it's the whole point of studying. It's also a great way to grow in faith. But like any other discipline, it, you know, it takes things like commitment and consistency or consistently going back to what it is. And I just believe with any kind of any kind of habit we're trying to build or any kind of a, of a, um, a routine, a practice, a spiritual practice like study, um, and to get to the point where it's really deeply affecting and impacting it in a good, in a great way, just make it as consistent. You know, if you find a study that works for you and then you make it as consistent, um, you know, you always, uh, you know, you, you have time of day set aside for this every day or every, you know, whenever you're doing it, make sure that that's regular and consistent. And then you really value it. You really give yourself to the study also because, and it's almost strange, you, obviously through the study, you're the one learning stuff. But if you think of it as if you're giving yourself to the information rather than just you're trying to stuff all the information in your own head, it's, you know, it becomes part of you in a different way. And then I always tell folks, the way you know you really know something is when you're able to teach it yourself. So a great way to do a study is to have partner or partners in that study 
that you can have these conversations like we're having today mm-hmm. about a particular thing that you're studying. Gosh, just to hear other people's interpretations and, and then bounce your own off them. Um, it's like, it's like holding up the word of God to a, to a bunch of mirrors or, or a prism, you know, where you're seeing all the different angles of it. It's, it's amazing what you can learn from doing that too. Yeah, definitely. And I like the, and I like the analogy of a prism, you know, thinking about, you know, you hold it up to a white light and it comes out as different colors. So you're able to see a lot of different perspectives and how that can kind of, in a way, enrich um, your learning of a particular passage or a particular uh, section of scripture. Uh, but yeah, a lot of great uh, wisdom, John. Thank you so much for sharing that. Is there anything else you'd like to share on the discipline of study? I would just say um, if you're seeking, if you're trying to figure out where to start uh, or you're looking for a really good Bible study, talk to your pastor. Talk to um, those around you who are experiencing, um, who have experienced some kind of study. And um, and don't be afraid to look outside of the box. You know, for instance, I, um, uh, I have friends who are maybe, you know, uh, one denomination, but found a great Bible study. My fiance, Presbyterian. She's doing a Bible study that is um, non-denominational and it's hosted in a Mennonite church, for instance. You know, you just never know where you're going to find a good resource and be open to it. Um, that's what that's what's uh, so great about study is open yourself up, let yourself learn. Uh, you can you can weed through it later. And, and then I'll tell you, too, like if you get into a bad Bible study where you're just not and I wouldn't say bad as in like bad quality, but if it's not the right fit for you, be honest about that. Don't waste your energy on something that is is not not going to feed you. You know, um, give yourself to it. But if there comes a point when it's like, okay, that was fine, but I'm ready to move on. Be honest with yourself about it. Find the right thing that fits you because there are plenty of options out there. Yeah, and I think I think you've said it before. You know, consistency, and even if it's like talking to a pastor, even if you know of a friend who's going to a Bible study, even if it's outside your tradition. You know, the word's the word. And I mean, it's not like when I go to a Presbyterian church that the Bible's going to be any different than the Bible in a Church of God church or a Methodist church. So the fact that you can go to anyone and learn, and then I think that's good advice. Like if you're there and you're just not gelling, you're not feeling it, then, you know, you can go somewhere else or you can just kind of take a step back, do a study on your own and ask another friend, hey, are you doing a study? And I mean, I think that's kind of the key thing, as long as you have that pursuit to dig deeper. And I think by digging deeper in God's word, that's when we're really going to see our faith in the Lord increase. And we're going to see a personal transformation happen inside us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is a great, uh, this is a great series that you're working on, man. Um, Congratulations for putting this together, getting the idea. Um, Man, thanks for having me to be a part of it again. It's just really awesome. And um, you know, uh, if anybody needs to, anybody who's watching needs to know any more, um, you know, you could share some ways for them to get in touch with me or, and I'll be happy to do the same thing and share folks back to you. And like you said, uh, all from different uh, traditions, but working all together because it is, it's, it's all one God. <laughs> it, is. <laughs> it is all one God. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening or watching again. If you are listening to this, you can find this on Uh, any podcasting site, Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play. You could also go to my YouTube page, Scott Stemman Ministries, and find this video here, as long as there's any additional content. And again, uh, another big thanks to John Dahl for uh, joining me today. And again, you can 
Uh, check him out over at uh, Tinkling Springs Presbyterian Church right there in Fishersville, Virginia. Is it technically Fishersville? That's right. Yep. Okay. Right. I don't know. I see churches out there, but they have like a Stanton like zip code. I'm like, okay, I yeah. don't know if you're still, whatever. So yeah, our zip code, I think we're on the right side of the highway. So, <laughs> all right. So if you're on the right, is it the right side or the left side? I'm not sure, but yeah. just uh, get off the interstate in Fishersville and you'll see it. You know, it's right yeah. there. It's right there. Like right when you're going to the hospital, you'll see it. All right. Thank you so much, John. And again, guys, thank you so much for listening again. Feel free to like, share, and subscribe. And I hope you have a great day. And hopefully this is able to kickstart your uh, discipline into uh, studying God's word. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. Bye.